I hear a lot on social media that punishment will ruin your relationship. And although, yes, it can if used incorrectly, and that would be extremely irresponsible for me to say it can't, when used correctly, though, it is simply a quadrant in operant conditioning and you don't have to worry about it ruining your relationship. In today's episode, I'll be diving into exactly why that is and I'll be geeking out a little bit on how the dog's brain works. So let's get started. This is the Perfect Puppy Podcast with Miriam Pollard, walking you through all the steps you need to train the perfect puppy for your lifestyle. Classical conditioning. This is the process of linking a neutral stimulus to an involuntary response. This process happens unconsciously, meaning the dog has zero control over their reactions. This is really, really important to know when it comes to emotions in our dogs and in us, in fact. Operant conditioning involves the four quadrants where you associate a voluntary response and a consequence. So you have four quadrants. You've got positive reinforcement, adding something to reinforce behavior. You've got negative reinforcement, removing something to reinforce behavior. You've got positive punishment, adding something to decrease behavior. And then you've got negative punishment, removing something to decrease behavior. It's very important to know that operant conditioning doesn't involve emotion the same way that classical conditioning does. Positive means to add, negative means to take away. It doesn't mean positive means happy and negative means sad. Reinforcement means to increase likelihood and punishment means to decrease likelihood. Again, there isn't any emotion really involved scientifically, whereas classical conditioning involves a lot more emotion. For example, you ask your dog to sit, they sit, and you reinforce the behavior through food. Therefore, you have positively enforced the behavior. Now, it's important to know that classical conditioning and operant conditioning happen every single day without you realizing. And this podcast episode is going to be extremely geeky and nerdy, but I'll try and keep it as simple as possible. As we know, classical conditioning happens unconsciously, meaning you have absolutely zero control and is used predominantly with emotion. Now, that's not to say it doesn't not involve emotion, but most likely it does. So when your dog sees you, they get happy. That is a classically conditioned response. When you pick up their lead, they jump and spin and have no control over their initial reaction. The lead is linked to walks, which is a positive thing, as in happy thing, and therefore spikes a positive emotion. Happy emotion, not the addition kind of positive. So if you don't know already, reinforcement and punishment are useless without correct timing. I always say, so many people go, oh, this is more important, that's more important. Timing is extremely important when it comes to our dogs reinforcing the wrong behavior at the wrong time can have just as much damage than punishing behavior at the wrong time when your timing is good and the quadrant is effective you see results now this is when using operant conditioning this is all about voluntary behaviors the dog knows that if they complete a task they will receive a consequence whether that is reinforcement or punishment This is why consistency is key because the dog will understand the patterns and what they're being reinforced for, therefore increasing the likelihood of the behavior happening or decreasing if you're using punishment. Now, 
Let's come back to how this links to punishment in dog training and why it won't ruin your relationship if used correctly. If we classically condition a happy response to you, the owner, which I've already spoken about, meaning every time you're around your dog, good things happen, then an involuntary response, which is emotion, is conditioned. This is your CER, conditioned emotional response. This is why trainers focus so heavily on engagement, which I spoke about in a previous episode, as this is what we're creating whether you realize it or not. If we classically condition a negative response, meaning every time you're around, bad things happen, including fear installing behaviors such as hitting, shouting, and anything else that can install fear, this will classically condition a fearful response to you. Remember, classical conditioning affects the emotion of the dog, at least for the majority of the time. Therefore, if your dog is in an operant state of mind, for example, you're teaching a down and your dog breaks it and you use positive punishment as a consequence at the right time, your dog will learn that he cannot break the down when you've asked it. For example, I've asked for a down, you stay in the down until I tell you to break. Now, obviously, there's a lot of gray area in that and it's like, why did the dog break the down? And you build that up. But for the most part, as a black and white slate, the, the consequence is because they broke the down, not because you're a bad person. Your dog has not suddenly linked you to bad things. As classical conditioning also happens over a period of time, it's not just one thing that happens. So if you're working with a trainer who uses mainly reinforcement but will apply punishment when necessary, you don't have to worry about your dog suddenly absolutely hating you. If they know what they are doing and ensuring the dog stays in an operant conditioned frame of mind, despite classical conditioning happening without us knowing, then you will not classically condition a fearful response to you. Of course, there is oh my god, so much grey area in this. So just make sure your trainer knows what they're doing and why experience and seeing results you are happy with is key. And it's also why I don't usually punish muppies because I want to create classically conditioned responses to stimulus, including myself. For example, I want to be the best thing in the puppy's life and I want everything else to be neutral and no classically conditioned response. Although neutrality is a classically conditioned response but I don't want either a fearful response or a super positive I love everyone response either I want to be the best thing and I want the world to just be in the background when I'm out with my puppy this is what I teach my clients that you are the best thing in your puppy's life and therefore it's a lot easier to use operant conditioning because you don't have to focus on any other classically conditioned response in the background. Now, a lot of big words and I will break each one down in future episodes on what classical conditioning is and what operant conditioning is. However, I really do hope that this gives you peace of mind that just because you tell your dog no and you positive punish them, for example, you say no, you add something to decrease behavior, for example, your dog breaking it down, it's not going to suddenly break your relationship. The exact same way that just using positive reinforcement one time doesn't make you the best thing in the world. Consistency, timing is very, very key in all of this. And there are so many components to dog training that it's a lot to keep up with sometimes. And that's why I always have to remind myself of this. 
<laughs> in all honesty i'm constantly thinking about all this but it's really important to know that just because you reinforce your dog once doesn't mean that you're the best thing ever just because you punish something once doesn't mean you're the worst thing ever you have to condition a classical <laughs> conditioned response for that to happen as always have a lovely 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 day and i shall see you next week bye for now <laughs>